emotionalization, right? The word I, I uh, discovered. You discover words, right? They were already there. Y'all didn't know that was a word. You said it wasn't. Emotion. Discover, like, like Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I discovered this word. Okay, um, this must be in the Urban Dictionary because as I'm typing out, all these right, steps, fourth step, emotionalization. All is, right, listen. It is in the Urban Dictionary. Semantics. Okay. Yeah, because Apple ain't recognizing it. <laughs> Are we done here? Can, can we can we continue to teach? This is much like okay. bootylicious. <laughs> it's not a word. Bootylicious. All right, cool, cool, cool. Oh, All right so listen. Here's 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 uh, I believe um, where for me I really cracked the code because we had a realization. We understood what the problem was, right? And then we started to affirm it, and you know I started putting up uh, you know affirmations on my wall. I actually did do that. I didn't know they were called affirmations. I, but one of my mentors said, hey, put put it on your, your mirror in your um, in your bathroom. I'm going to make $100,000 a year or whatever, right? And I'm just reading it. And then I got into this whole strategy part where I'm like, okay, great. I came up with a good plan. But has anyone ever stopped at the good plan? If The, the plan is amazing, right? But... Um, we can't seem to get our plan to move to our hands or our feet to actually do anything. And I think this is the misstep of there needs to be some sort of emotional connection to this plan. Because if you are, if you're just thinking and coming up with strategy and you've had a mindset transformation, but nothing changed in your heart in terms of like, this is something passionate for you. It's going to be really, really difficult to get out of bed in the morning. Yep. But the cool part is the more you start to um, embody this plan and come up with good strategy and stuff like that, you should start to feel something. If you don't, we need to figure out how to feel something. We got to like feel. I could tell that a lot of people aren't passionate about their business and they're just doing it as a means to make money. And uh, I was on a call with Patrick Bet David, and this is, this is something that I'm going... I'm going to have to work on. He started asking me, he asked me, Hey, what, um, you know, what drives you? What, what really like gets you out of bed? And I couldn't really think of something that I'm like strongly emotionally tied to. You know what I mean? He said, you know, things that he said, the most successful people in the world typically do something out of hate. It's something that they hate that they're fighting against that keeps them going. So like while I was on the call, I was like, I can't think about it, but I really, I remember I used to hate the like job thing. Like even if you see some of my videos in the beginning, it was all entrepreneurship. Everybody needs to be an entrepreneur, everybody, everybody. And I felt so passionately about it, right? But as I continue to evolve and I look at social media and people are downing people with a job and things of that nature, I be, my message began to um, kind of um, be a little watered down because now I want to consider people's feelings. But the thing that really drove me was the fact that if I am gifted and this is something that I want and not everybody wants the responsibility of being an entrepreneur, I'm telling you, don't. Don't do it because do you it. see everybody else doing it. Yeah. Not everybody wants that. It, it's 
I, I don't got enough time to go through that. Go but. through to our episode. I think it's titled "Entrepreneurship Sucks." Oh, <laughs> and, oh. and we will we will help you get clear. Yeah. If you still want to be an entrepreneur after that episode, <laughs> you're made for it. I, I I think this podcast thing for me is uh is working out because I truly believe that the average person can win through podcasting. Mm. Like the people who have hard time with high ticket sales and marketing and branding. I truly believe we're just in an era where people want a voice that's comforting to them. Mm -hmm. And I, you can feel it when I talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that is like something that drives me emotionally. But how do you, Donnie, how do you create, and you got a bunch of stories of like the situation on your job. And like, those are the things that really broke the chain for you, right? Yeah. So how do I attach my emotion? Yeah. Um, you said something earlier and guys, I want you like, we're not just talking about it. This is part of my bathroom wall. These are my sticky notes with my affirmations on just one of my bathroom walls. Right now? Right now. Wow. And this is, this is dated May 15th, 2022. I update like most of these stay the same, but my financial goals are the only ones that'll change. So you'll see like the different color sticky notes just start to appear. Those are ones that probably have been accomplished or revised and I've, I've changed some things out. But you see these bent up sticky notes from the steam and the shower like this stuff mm-hmm. is real. Right. Um, for me, I remember the emotional attachment is really connected to my mom and my daughter. And like when we went through that period where we're pouring the gallons of water in the back of the the tank to, to flush the toilet, I tell this story all the time. It was, it was when the bank sent <clears throat> a family into our house for a short sale. And this family comes in with these two kids And my daughter was so proud of her bedroom. Like she had the coolest, dopest, custom bedroom ever. And we're there to let the family in. And these two kids are fighting over who's going to get her room. Mommy, I want this room. This room's mine. This room's mine. And my daughter is like standing outside of the door frame, just kind of like leaned on the wall, just watching these kids. And that was the first time I had never cried about losing everything. And my mom would even say like, Do you even care that you're losing this stuff? And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Walk around sad all day, every day? That's not going to help anything. I accepted the reality, but I was affirming something different. But it was this day that my daughter's just kind of like leaned up against the wall, looking at these kids and they're fighting over her room in her face. And there's nothing I can do to stop this short sale. And that was the first time I got so emotional I had to run off and I went and like hid in my stairwell and just broke down crying. Like, how could I have failed her so badly? She's just a kid and her number one prized possession. Somebody is in her face, not even realizing the pain that it's causing her, not even considering the pain that it's causing her about to take this away from her. I didn't care anything about what I was losing. I cared about the position that I put my daughter in. And my daughter came down into those stairs looking for me. I didn't even know that she understood what was happening. She's like seven years old at this time. And she puts her arms around my neck and she goes, it's okay, mommy. As long as that boy doesn't get my room. Mm. Right. And her 
being able to be so mature in that moment. And so like Deja never made me feel bad for not being able to maintain something or provide something or give something. Right. And she didn't really know a lot. I did such a good job hiding it, but it was in that moment that I said never again. And like Patrick, Bet David said, mm -hmm. it's usually something that you hate. Look, black representation in media means the world to me. I remember watching Arsenio Hall and Montel Williams and Oprah Winfrey. I remember seeing these black voices and I thought, you know what? I want to control a room like that. The next generation, however, of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today told from a unique black perspective from Bobby Shmurda to the wire, Michelle Obama, the reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Listen, black representation is important. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices uh, as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. I get it. I know what's going on. Your business was rocking, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and much, much more. 25. NetSuite turned 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs or key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Listen, there's power in having organization in your business, having all the information in one place. With disorganization comes poverty. Trust me, this is an unprecedented offer by NetSuite. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash social proof. That's netsuite.com slash social proof to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash social proof. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? Well, if so, I have some bad news. Mint's going away. It's shutting down. But here's some good news. There's an even better alternative. It's called Monarch Money. 
Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and are absolutely loving it. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, which is the top-rated personal finance app, it also has a built-in collaboration feature so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and much more. You can create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com forward slash social. And get this, Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint so you can keep all your tags and categories. And unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up and to customize and to use it all together, okay? Monarch is absolutely obsessed with constantly improving a product. So they actually release updates every two weeks and allow customers to submit suggestions so you can actually vote on requested features and you'll be able to see the product roadmap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash social. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash social for your extended 30-day free trial. I hate it myself in that moment for putting her in that situation. I felt like scum of the earth parent. And that's when I decided what my, or discovered what my biggest fear was. Mm. I said, if I don't correct this quickly, my daughter is going to have to look beyond me for what a, what an example of what a real woman is supposed to be. If I don't get this together soon, God, like I can keep walking around and acting like, oh, I got time. Oh, I'm going to do this. But if I don't get this together, this little girl will not look to me as an example. And I hate myself for that. And that's today. Like the 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 goal just got bigger. It just, you know, it, it's she's still the motivation. It just changed. It was making sure at first that she had a room to call hers. All the time, right? Even when after that, I had to move back in with my mom. We shared a bedroom. I never personalized that bedroom for me. We shared a bedroom, but this is yours. Paint it the color that you want. Have your toys everywhere. Don't consider me. It's you. After that, it was moving into a school district where she could get an education. After that, it was making enough money to send her to college. And now it's creating a legacy and a company big enough that I will be her first six-figure employer. Like the goal just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but she's still the motivation because I literally hated myself in that moment for what I caused her to lose. Man, golly, anybody feel anything? And even when you come here like these live recordings and you kind of hear like Donnie's perspective, like you leave feeling something, right? And this is, this is the reason for church, right? Every single week, because you feel something that, that you hold on to a little bit. Now, if church was only once a month, yeah, you, you, it's, it's too far between like the feeling. Right, so I'm the feelings important. Jonathan Green told this story. Um, you got to where's that mic at? Who got a mic? You got a mic? You got kids, right? You got kids. All right, cool. Give her the mic real quick. Her mic work. So, and it 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 really um, it really like made sense to me. So imagine this scenario: there are two buildings, a thousand feet high. And a thousand feet apart. 
right? Two tall buildings, same height, thousand feet high, thousand feet apart. And there's a thin board connecting the two. You can walk across this thin board, but it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really, really dangerous. How many kids you got? Two. Two. What are their names? Kai and Trey. So Kai and Trey, you, Kai and Trey, are on the top of this building, right? And there's a small board, and on the other side, there's ten thousand dollars. Are you gonna walk across that board to get the ten thousand dollars? It's very dangerous. If you lose, if you one misstep. And Kai and Trey have to grow up just remembering their mother. $10,000 over there now. Because remember, he was like, you want 10000 a month? <laughs> yes. Are you going to take that trip for $10,000? If it helps my babies, yeah. Well, I mean, so you, you, yes. you would risk that for $10,000. To make sure that my babies were good, yes. Gotcha. I would never. No. I would risk my life for ten thousand dollars. See what you're saying. Which if, if one misstep, because mm. you got to go over thin board. Just me though. Just you by yourself, a thousand feet high, a thousand feet apart. I'm talking about tightrope walking to go get ten thousand dollars. Gotcha. If something happens, either I'm on the way there or on the way, way back. <laughs> if you're saying a thousand thousand feet apart. A thousand feet apart, a thousand feet high. Are you taking that gotcha. trip? No, I would look for another way to you get You would look for get, another way. Yeah. Okay. What if it was 100000 I'm still going to look for the other way. The way you explained no, it. If, 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 if this is the only way, you got enough time to go over there, get the money, come back. 100000 You're not going to risk your life for that? No. I got her. Watch this. <laughs> A million. No. A million. No. No. Okay. You're on one building, mm -hmm. Kai and Trey are on the other building. The building's on fire. You got enough time to go over there, get them, and bring them back to safety. Are you going? Of course. Without thought. Yes. First one. Oh well, man. Yes. I don't, without thought, right. right? The point is, you'll do some amazing things if there's more than money on that other side. For sure. But some of us are just chasing money, and that's why we're tiptoeing. We don't know, and it's real. I, I don't know if I'm going to go do that, right? But you are willing to risk everything you have to go get your kids. When I heard that story, it changed me forever because I thought to myself, my mom at the time is on top of a burning building and she's not going to be here that long and she'll never ever be able to enjoy the life that she always desired because she's not going to go grind. I know it. She's done with like old hustling and all that kind of stuff. It's up to me. And it was, I, I had to do something. That's why I feel like $100,000 is probably the most selfish goal anybody can reach because $100,000 will take care of you. That's it. So it wasn't about like, let me make millions so I can call myself a multimillionaire and all that. It was like, yo, how can I go save my mom? She deserves, she deserves to go on a cruise for the first time. She deserves to go out the country. She deserves all this stuff. So I went hard because it wasn't about the money on the other side. You feel me? But if there's an emotional attachment, you'll do some amazing things. You heard the story, Donnie, of the lady whose baby was under the car and she lifted yes. up the car. 
Yeah. I mean, if you don't have an emotional connection or attachment to something, you're going to quit. 100%. Just know that you're going to quit, which is why it can never be based on money. Yeah. You're not emotionally connected to money. You're emotionally connected to the thing that money allows you to do. Figure that out. Like every so many of you want ten thousand dollars a month so badly that you're willing to risk your life for it. Mm-hmm. You're what what will the money like write this down? Seriously. Why do I want this money? What will it allow me to do for me? It was to make sure my daughter had everything that she needed and most of what she wanted. Now it's providing an opportunity for her. My little cousin over there. Uh, who who works for my company now, my mom, you wanted to send your mom on a cruise. I got to send my mom to Africa this year. And it can't just be any kind of Africa trip. <laughs> right? Can't, can't just be any kind of Africa trip. She's waited this long to be able to go to Africa. We got to go. Yeah. Right? Right? So there's something like these are just things that you want to, you, you want to establish a, an emotional connection with what will fail if you don't make this happen, who's depending on you? What will you miss out on? What are you running out of time to do? Connect emotionally, seriously to it. Man, I, y'all connected to something? Yeah. You've been thinking? I'm telling you, if a woman can lift up a car to save their, ba- their baby, for sure you can build a business. For sure you can make a few sales, for sure. But without that emotion, nothing happens. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now.